0: Lucia Wagner! We're going to be late. Lucy. It's about mother. Has she ever tried to see me? No, she hasn't. Kit. I haven't seen you since Christmas. Dylan, we have to plan the wedding.
1: Mimi. I'm going to get out of this town, go all the way to California. How are you going to get there? I found a route with this guy. What? You can't go by yourself with some guy. So then come with me. Are you serious? Yes.
0: Ben. You're taking us to LA?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll get your bag. (laughs) You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. This February
0: Move it, Van! Let's go already! <laughs> take a
1: chance.
0: Hello. pop Lucy. Uh, sneaking away in the middle of the night? You're coming back now.
1: Share the adventure.
0: Hello. Hello! Whoa! I'm not sleeping here.
1: <laughs> make the journey. Bye, bye, bye. Hey, I, can't, I, 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 I can't listen to this. I'm a guy just a guy and and that's my car
0: the places life takes us
1: what we have is now and right now we have each other
0: and the friends that go the distance
1: we don't have enough money to get the car fixed i have an idea all right next contestants Britney Spears, Anson Mount, Zoe Saldana, Taryn
0: Manning. Crossroads.
1: Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in sunny Chicago.
0: And me, Katie, here in sunny Los Angeles.
1: Katie, our weather has been so unbelievably bipolar, tripolar, quad polar. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, it just drops and raises 30 degrees every day. Like, it was 51 and raining, and then today it's 80 and sunny. And then tomorrow it's probably going to be like 43 and there's going to be snow and it's like fucking, we're almost in June.
0: <laughs> Dude, that sounds really rough.
1: Yeah, it's pretty intense. Also, uh, I want to give you full disclosure. I couldn't find this movie. So you're going to be... You, I, I, <laughs> oh, you gonna, couldn't find it at all? It. I could not find a place to watch it. I looked on the iTunes store. I looked on Amazon. I looked on Hulu. I looked on Netflix. I looked on every legitimate streamable option short of torrenting as 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 you mentioned somebody may have done and uh i i couldn't find it i know for fact this film used to be on netflix yeah I know for fact it did because in college uh my college roommate would watch it kind of often and would would describe it as a classic coming-of-age tale um it
0: kind of is no i mean not in a good way <laughs>
1: Now, what exactly is the movie you've chosen for us today? Hot, hot off the heels of Robert Pattinson's Cosmopolis, hot, hot off the, the heels of, <laughs> of Robert Pattinson being cast uh, with the Cape and Cal as the new Cru- Cape Crusader. Mm-hmm. What film have you brought to the table, Katie?
0: Today I have brought the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle, Crossroads.
1: And like just just that sentence alone just dates me and you like we're old people now mm-hmm. because I mean I was at least a, I was a, a decade old when that happened yeah and uh, we were that was probably like peak Britney Spears, but pre-Jamie Lynn Spears breaking in with Zoe 101.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, So 2002, this was coming off like, okay, so the reason why I wanted to do this (coughs) is because I did a Britney Spears deep dive. I think I mentioned on one of the previous podcasts that I I do this every once in a while with pop culture figures. I did it with Eminem, and uh, you and I had a discussion about Eminem shortly after we recorded, So I did a Britney Spears one and I went through every single one of her albums in chronological order in part because there was some troubling news that came out about our Brit Brit. She, uh, she got hospitalized and it was unsure whether or not it was consensual. Like she had a mental breakdown following the, uh, failing health of her father who controls basically her money, her life. And, um, So at first it was said that she voluntarily checked herself in. And we're like, good for you, Brit. Like, it's okay to admit that you need some help. But then it was like, oh, maybe it's darker. Like, maybe somebody, like, tricked her into going to, like, get control of her money. And, like, so I thought that it would be worth looking into the Britney Spears oeuvre. And obviously this was a part of it. And this is, as you mentioned, during the height of Britney Spearsdom, coming off of her third album, just titled Britney, after this, we had our two albums of ellipses. Uh, it, it was like um, "Hit me, baby, one more time" or "One more time, hit me, baby, one more time." And then, uh, oops, I did it again. So this is the third that cemented her as like a icon with her peak, peak abs.
1: Yeah, I am um, I re- I remember so vividly listening to her first album like as a kid. And then I remember uh when my brother uh my brother got oops, I did it again like the album and I was like you bastard because it had like a it, you know like see that's that's a these these little shithead kids will never know. Mm. Uh, but when the cool thing of buying a CD other than owning physical media, which is like dying already, but like the um, the cover was also like always like a booklet and sometimes it was like photos or sometimes it was like a little fold out poster mm-hmm. and you know Britney Spears from, you know, 90 98 to 2002, that was that was everybody's ideal dream girl. Yeah. Uh, just a total just the the the, 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 the everything. Like she she just her image alone like cements an era um and very few people i feel like can say that um and and i would say this is like so if this movie's 2002 it's like four years preceding the whole like Britney Spears is back in the news for like shaving her head mm-hmm. weirdly and like stuff like that. This is before um, she
0: like married Kevin Federline and had her kids and had her oh, very public mental breakdown before all that. What an era. We're we're at an innocent time in Britney Spears'dom.
1: So, me being someone who is only aware that this movie exists, um I was really excited to kind of have you explain your thoughts on 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 what it represents, the importance of this movie. Uh, whether or not it holds up whatsoever, because uh, I gotta, I got I gotta be honest. Just based on, just based on, like the hey, here's this movie starring this person from this time. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It, it, it seems like it could be kind of cringy. Was it cringy, or did you enjoy yourself?
0: Oh no, it was terribly cringy, and worse than that, it's kind of boring. And the reason why is because okay, so Britney Spears is very interesting as a cultural figure because she is both this pop princess who is gorgeous and like can dance really well and sings this very fun dance music. But she's also presented in a way that I like to refer to as chicken wings, which is like, you can picture somebody like Britney Spears eating chicken wings. She's like a girl next door type. She's supposed to be relatable, even though she's this pop princess paragon of Americana. And this movie is kind of trying to play with that in her more, in not necessarily Britney Spears, the pop star, but Britney Spears, the girl next door. And there was also this kind of fascination at this time with Britney Spears' virginity because she had publicly stated that she wasn't going to have sex until marriage and she was dating uh, Justin Timberlake. So you had these two, this pop princess and this pop prince, who had come together, but like, what is their relationship like? It just sounds really innocent and wholesome. And I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure that was all staged and like really gross and made up for consumption. But this movie is a part of that. And it's a vehicle written by, uh, of all people, Shonda Rhimes. Really? Yeah. This is like one of the- I f- had
1: no idea that yeah. was the <laughs> case.
0: Dude, and Gamora's in it. Who? Zoe Zeldana.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So there's some, there's some clout. There's some clout in Crossroads uh, off the bat. Yeah. And, and so it, she's kind of playing a version of herself. Britney Spears is like, is her name Britney?
0: No. Uh, it's more like it's playing with her image as wholesome, but it does. It disregards her image as a pop star completely, which I'll get into at least until the very end. And they're like, Oh, we remembered she's actually a pop star. Our bad.
1: Oh, yeah, how could we forget?
0: It's it's very clumsily done. So it also has the one of the actresses from Orange is the New Black who plays Pensatucky, who's a meth head, and so it's Britney Spears, Zoe Saldana, and this actress uh, Taryn Manning, uh, who are these group of three friends, and it's like they when they were like really little girls. They uh, so their names are Britney Spears is Lucy, Kit, Kit is Zoe Zeldana, and Mimi is Taryn Manning. And the three of them, when they're little girls, they decide that they're going to make like a time capsule box to be opened on their high school graduation. And the years go by, and they go very, very different paths. So Lucy, Britney Spears, is this uh is the valedictorian of school over school. She's she's the top grader. And her father, who was played pipe, Dan Aykroyd, really wants her to go be a doctor <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah. And nobody
1: damn, Nobody is
0: more checked out of this movie than poor Dan Aykroyd.
1: Oh man. It's How does good. Dan Aykroyd like just based on genetics, like if I'm—I mean, I'm not trying to be the the audience member that like calls out the, uh, you know, tries to tries to spoil the magic here. But mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd gives birth to Britney Spears, I think the fuck not.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she's got really hoity expe- expectations. This Lucy Britney Spears is that she's gonna go be a doctor. Kit, meanwhile, uh, but her thing is that she also wants to meet her mom. And her mom stepped out years ago, and she really just wants to go to Tucson and reconnect and be like, hey, what's with not being around? And Kit, Zoe Zaldana, her thing is that she has a boyfriend who's in college, and he proposed, and they're going to get married. But she's now the mean girl. She's the alpha of school, and she's kind of the worst. And then the other gal, Mimi, wants to be a singer, Taryn Manning, but she's pregnant, so uh, they've just they gone totally different paths. But they all, for whatever reason, decide to reconvene to open up this uh, time capsule. And they then decide, they, they're reminded of their dreams and what they wanted to do when they were kids. And they decide to, just, it's, it's very rushed. They go on a road trip is what I'm trying to tell you. They meet a guy <laughs> who they think <they laughs> killed someone, but they decide to go what in his... Fuck? I, dude, I know. And his 1973 Buick Skylark to go to California. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. So, uh...
1: How much room is in that car?
0: Uh, they're all in the back seat, and they... Basically, they just t- t- torture him by singing him gr- the girliest hits of that era while he just writhes in pain, and he has, like, this very awkward moment where he's like... My car is my sanctuary and I can't have anybody drive. He has some dumb name for it. I can't remember. Oh, it's the cruiser. He calls the car the cruiser and he can't have any of the women driving the car because it's like, this is my one thing and my space is being invaded by women.
1: Yeah, God forbid. But like, first of all, the cruiser, real original. Fuck this guy.
0: (laughs) And oh and I forgot to tell you this is all before uh, Lucy Britney Spears attempts to lose her virginity to Jason Long who was her like her lab partner. And uh but that did really? yeah. He was, also his abs are incredible in this movie. Like surprisingly like he he did some work to have this abortive love scene with Britney Spears.
1: Googling as we speak.
0: <laughs> it's pretty impressive I was surprised I was like Justin Long 2002
1: justin long good for you bro justin long
0: (laughs) crossroads
1: hang on let's see what we got oh yeah it's okay yeah this is weird this is a lot of like beach pics like voyeuristic shots hang on Mm -hmm. uh but anyways sorry i got i got i got uh, i got off track i got off the crossroads because you mentioned oh i see him whoa he's cut i know i know Whoa, Justin Long, super! Oh my God, they they look so handsome together. Although he looks like, if, if just to give a visual to the listener, Justin Long sitting next to uh uh Britney Spears with their bodies exposed, mm-hmm. he looks like 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 opaque, like he looks like a pure white painted <laughs> wall, like a classroom wall, and uh, like and she looks like a golden brown goddess, uh, not of this earth. Mm-hmm. But still, great abs, Justin Long. Continue.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah. Okay, so they but they decide to go with the cruiser dude named Ben, who may or may not have killed someone. And of course, on the way, they uh, have to the car breaks down and they have to make money. But oh no, how are we gonna do it? And they figure out that there's a, a karaoke contest. And remember, it's not Britney that wants to be the singer; it's Mimi. So they put her front and center to sing. Oh, God. Dude, do you remember when our, our girl, Brittany, tried to do covers of songs, and it was just like a bad time, and, and nobody nobody had fun?
1: Yeah, I remember. So
0: this is uh, I Love Rock and Roll.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck. This is the second time we've had this on this show, because uh, what the fuck? Rock of Ages.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's also the second appearance of Justin Long, who also was in Tusk.
1: Mr. Tusk, where his abs were also good as the <laughs> walrus man. <sighs>
0: yeah, he works out. Good for Justin Long. Um, even though he's been on the show twice now. Anyway, so it Mimi gets stage fright, and it becomes apparent that she's not the one that's meant to be the singer, but uh, Brit, our girl Britt, is able to, to do it. And uh, people love it. They give them a bunch of money, and they're able to leave. And she ends up going to visit... They go first to Lucy, Britney Spears' mom's place. And she basically tells Britney... Like, we don't see the scene, but we see the reaction later. But she tells her that she never wanted to carry Britney to term. And that she regret... Like, her father forced her mom into having her. So, it's... Jesus Christ. I know, man. It's... it's grim. It is grim. So, that dream has died. Like, it's, it's over. And this is actually the death of all of their dreams, which I didn't really think about before record, recording this podcast. But, yeah, so that dream is dead. And, uh, of course, her friends and Ben are like, Nah, man, it's like, we love you. It's it's okay. And um, she ends up sleeping with Ben because, of course, she does. And, you know, he's really hunky and he's dangerous. And he didn't kill someone. It just turns out that he did some time because he was trying to save his stepsister from being abused by a stepfather, and he drove her across state lines, which is, like, illegal to do with a child that's not your blood relative.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) This movie's really messed up. And Kit... Oh, also, they find out that Mimi became pregnant through date rape. And they put it together that Kit's fiancé is the date rapist. And...
1: Oh, my God. I know,
0: I know. And as Mimi is fleeing him... After they run into him, she trips and she loses her baby.
1: Are you in the film? Like, on screen? Yeah. What the fuck? What is the genre? Uh,
0: Coming of age drama? Dude,
1: fuck this movie. It has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes and it should have like a negative 36. I hate it. Dude, yeah. How could any of... Take any one of those, like, five scenarios you've thrown my way Mm -hmm. as I sit mouth-dropping further and further (laughs) agape. But it's like, okay, all of those are fucked up and grim, Mm -hmm. and all of those things happen all within, like, how much time in the plot of Crossroads, a coming-of-age film starring Britney Spears. Like, who people, mothers probably took their daughters to see this in the theater.
0: Dude, I know, and it's 94 minutes of just, like, so there, it, it goes in between these really horrific, really grim, very dark things that the film just does not know how to handle. Like, people, like, have this tr- tr- very traumatic things happen, and then the next scene, they're totally fine. And then it's just long instances of boringness and nothing happening. It's a very painful experience.
1: Well, I feel, I feel blessed that it was difficult to find on streaming services at this point. Because, like, <laughs> I don't... I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could handle such such like I mean out of the I would I think I'd rather watch Tusk.
0: Yeah. I mean, but who wouldn't? Nobody. Tusk is a classic. Nope. well,
1: good point. Yeah. I guess if Tusk featured somebody as featured a woman Okay, I'm so sorry. So, a woman Okay, one character is pregnant yeah. via date rape. Which character is that?
0: That is uh Mimi Taryn Manning.
1: Okay. And Zoe Saldana is marrying the date rapist.
0: She was going to, but of course she freaked out and ended that nonsense. She punched him in the face how did because they... Mimi was teaching her how to fight, so she punched him, which was kind of cathartic, but still lame.
1: How does? How do they find out that he's the one that uh, raped their friend? Oh, dude. Okay,
0: this is good. So uh, Mimi is describing when she's talking about this very terrible thing that happened. She's like, I just, I just remember he was drinking from a. From a blue bottle. And when they go to meet him, he's drinking out of a blue bottle. So, but like, that's not, that's not complete I mean, that's evidence pretty, of rape. Like, like that's not a...
1: It's pretty good proof. No.
0: <laughs> so that was oh, very clumsy like how they put that together. That It's, it's bad. I'm not okay, sure how they could okay. have resolved that unless she, like, recognized him all of a sudden. But...
1: Maybe just, like keep that idea on the drawing board mm-hmm. like you could just have her like not marry her like her fiance or whatever the fuck and like oh god i don't know man i don't know this is tough this is grim yeah maybe they thought they were being artsy like maybe they thought that they were like being deep like going for it with uh with like you know touching on really like intense things i think things that are still really difficult to like we've come a long way in film like in and you know and expression in terms of like what is more mainstream obviously in 2019 compared to 2002 Mm -hmm. but all of those things still sound like something that like you still couldn't subtly work into a film like of this genre like ever I think that's maybe why it doesn't work but do you think they thought they were like like expounding upon and like and like advancing the coming of age genre with these like you know these three ladies and like being like they went to the darkest shit possible and like that's how that's why they're stronger or do you think that like you can still use those things but it has to be stronger writing and go for a little bit more serious tone
0: my what i think happened is that it's possible that shonda rhymes like i think that this went through multiple drafts and i think that shonda Rhimes probably originally wrote a very dark teen movie kind of like 13 where you show, like, the darker oh, side of...
1: 13, 13's so good. Oh,
0: it's so good. But, you know, like, something like that, something that makes you, like, legitimately concerned for the well-being of others. And I think that that's what she probably did originally, and when they decided to attach Britney to it, it became... They were... they They just couldn't... I don't understand why they didn't just write a new movie that completely embraced her pop star cachet but they wanted to bank yeah they, should have done that. yeah they wanted to bank on her being relatable but in the end they just ended up with this complete mess of drama that was handled so poorly like i think it's because i i really do think it got watered down because they were trying to make it Britney Spears appropriate god damn mm-hmm. cuz
1: like Okay, cuz I'm sitting here acting egregious, but I think I think my issue with the with those uh, subject matter is just the tone. Cuz as soon as you mentioned 13, I'm like, holy shit, that movie goes really fucked up places. That's mm-hmm. a great movie. Yeah. Um, but also, if Catherine Hardwick's involved, it's probably going to be pretty fucking good. Mm. Um, but I I, I I guess, yeah, I, I, you know, it, and that still happens today, right? Like, still, like, leading leading men and women, like, still have those things that can completely, like, fundamentally change a movie or a character. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Will Smith, uh, like, or not, not Will Smith, Denzel Washington doesn't do sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, like, Will Smith has to have a certain amount of screen time. Like, a lot of, like, not just Will Smith, but, like, a lot of, uh, I, I'm just thinking of him because I keep seeing his fucking blue uh, genie face in my head. Uh, we, I work at a theater and we just got Aladdin. I can't stop seeing his, like, speaking of good abs, like, his genie abs. Mm -hmm. They're just bouncing my mind. But, yeah, and, like, you get a Mickey Mouse clubber, Britney Spears, and, uh, who, who has, who has transitioned into the biggest, like, pop star in the country at that point. I guess you can't really make it that dark and gritty thing unless she's, like, trying to be a full-on actor, which she definitely was not, right? Like, was this... Do you think that was, like, maybe a potential pivot? Well... Like, because, like, some people transition, and, like, we forget they're even, like, musicians because they're so good at acting. So, like, do you think that was, like, where they were trying to head? Because then Jamie Lynn, years later, is just a straight-up actor, like, not a musician like her sister. So, mm. uh, what do you think?
0: Uh, Britney Spears acting, I think that... Uh, it could have used some work her acting. Uh, everybody is pretty rough in this movie, to be honest. Um, I she she does maintain that sense of authenticity, which is really which really was the selling point. Um, I do believe that like like her heartbreak does come off, but like it just the general conversation felt kind of stilted and uncomfortable. And I I think that sometimes with pop stars, it, it may be better to like ease them in with like. Maybe not the lead role, but like maybe like a fun side role where they can like have something that's less heady than date rape and your mom didn't want you.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a lot. I mean, it's and I, and I still feel like that's a lot of plot to juggle. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of places that you'd have to go as a performer for sure. I know that Britney has comedic chops because um, not only is she just like generally humorous but uh she she featured a recurring character in how met your mother mm, and she was good uh, in, in that like, season three she was really really funny like like memorable like very 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 good um so it'd be nice i mean like of course i want nothing but the best for for her uh, mentally uh especially in the midst of mental health awareness month as we are right now mm-hmm. um and so, obviously, I hope she takes care of herself. But selfishly, as a fan of her and her work and like what she means to our generation, I would love to see her like more uh, uh, doing more like comedic stuff. Like give her and get her, give her a Netflix comedy to again, maybe not be the lead, but um, I think just I think people like watching her. Yeah. Um, and maybe too much. Maybe it's a lot of pressure. Well, I, I have no idea. I'm not. A, I'm not an actor.
0: Here's the thing: I kind of uh, came to terms with. Oh, by the way, um, well, well, never mind. We'll get back to it. But the thing that I came okay. to terms with with uh, when I was going through this Britney Spears deep dive is that Britney doesn't reveal a lot about her inner life and her music. There's it, it, Mostly she just wants to make fun dance music, and I think that's part of her charm. She does talk about, um, l- like the big song of this movie is I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. And I'm not a girl. Yeah, not yet a woman.
1: I remember that shit. That's yeah, dude.
0: So uh, there were bits and pieces of that in her career but on the whole like a lot of it is like um like she has a song called Work Bitch which is just like a fun dance song and she you know it, it like a th- she has a, a bunch of songs about threesomes and they're just fun and danceable and but th- they're they're not going really into deep like like the way that Eminem goes into his self-hatred And, like, really dark, messed up thoughts and his regret. Like, Britney doesn't do that. She's, she just, I think that that's part of the wall of her, is that she needs to have this kind of pop star facade. And I think that's probably better for her health, but it doesn't necessarily make her the most interesting subject. And I think that when it comes to acting as well, it can be difficult to get by that, to be able to take these more heady, dramatic roles even though she did do what they asked, which was to continue with a sense of authenticity.
1: No, I hear you. And I also, like, I wonder, I wonder, like, if you compare, I don't know, I guess if you, like, I wonder if I combed through her her music like you did. Like, there's no, like, I guess that's a good point, I, and I, something I never stopped to think about is, yeah, she's not really, she's just a pop star, mm-hmm. uh, and just, I don't mean to sound reductive, she's the pop star, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at least of our time, um, but I, I'm sitting here, like, thinking of, like, all the eras, and I'm like, no, you're right, like, it, like, <laughs> it's, like, they're the catchiest tunes of all time, but they're, they're, they're nothing but, you know, an outlet for her to have awesome music videos where she dances and uh, does cool shit.
0: And God bless her. Um, She loves dancing. It it helps her mental health completely. And she talks about, like, um, like, like, like I read a few things where she's talking about, like, I can't go a day without dancing because it just makes me feel better. And uh, she's a workaholic. She completely throws herself into what she does because she does feel this sense of, she knows that she has a fan base who expects a certain thing from her, and she tries to do that, and she tries to be a good mom, and I think that she's – you know, like, I, I agree. Leave Britney alone. Like, I just, – just let her be. Just let her do her fun dance music, and if she wants to do more stuff, that's cool too, but I, I'm not going to demand anything of, of Brit at this yeah. point. She I mean, she's served her time.
1: She not only like more than, and Mm -hmm. she's like stood the test of time, and we've seen all these different like, uh, like reinventions of her, and she stays relevant. Like it's it's a feat that like few accomplish. Mm. Um, Was she in Vegas, or was she about to do like a long standing show in Vegas? She was like bowed out or something. Yeah,
0: she had a residency in Vegas shortly before her uh, recent episode.
1: Those are. from what I understand, I'm a, I'm a, speaking of people to to deep dive on, I've deep dove on Elvis for years. Ah. And by the time, by the time he got to that point in his career where he was doing, like, Vegas and, like, they were, like, they were, he was just on so many fucking, like, uh, uppers and, like, speed and stuff to be able to, like, maintain that schedule. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And talk about I, I I'm not gonna sit here and say like I, the Elvis comparison people usually use is Michael Jackson mm. and I don't know if Britney Spears is like ever gonna have like that spot or like like Michael Jackson or Elvis but at least in the hearts of like people that were like growing up growing up in the '90s uh, she had to she had to deal with a fuckload of fame and exposure um, like similarly so I have to I just again I just can't imagine what that must do to uh, like I I get uncomfortable like calling to order food. Mm-hmm. And like, I, and like, I get uncomfortable like getting like people being like, "Hey, Luke, good job," and I'm like, I fucking hate myself. So like, <laughs> to to have to like play to literal millions and like be that in that spotlight constantly, I just I I literally can't imagine. And it's not something I've ever really thought of on this show specifically because when we're talking about characters, I'm really just thinking about actors and the characters. Mm-hmm. But she's so much more than that. Um, maybe more so than anybody we've talked about on bad movie brunch. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I I guess I don't sit here and th- I'm sorry, I don't mean to Oh th- no no no, please. Go. I'm sitting here and I'm like I just I, I guess I don't ever sit and think about like how important uh Britney Spears is and how much I actually care about her. Um cuz it's not like something that really crossed my mind, but you know what? I was at a bar last night and we played Lucky on the jukebox mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't even w- with this film in thought. It's like we just we grew up and loved that love that chick, <laughs> like Britney Spears rules.
0: She does, and I, I, you know, when you when you grow up and you look back on it, like, she was always around, and she was, like, this force, and I was, I, you know, I went through my old, I'm not like, other girls' phase, where I wasn't, where I didn't allow myself to like Britney, and now I just, she just seems like she's just doing her best, and she, she said what she wanted to do from the beginning, which was to make fun dance music, and she's done that for her whole career. She's been very consistent, and she... Yeah, I, I just – I I do care about her, like, legitimately. I, I want her to be in a good place. And I also, like, looking back on this movie, it's so obsessed with her virginity, and I can't imagine what it's like to be so young, like, before you're even – like, when you're still a child, for people to be looking at you so sexually, like, not just on, like, an everyday, like, getting um, street harassment on, like, occasionally, but whole – hordes of people like fantasizing about you and shooting you in a particular light and telling you things and pressuring you to act and behave a certain way it all seems very heady and this movie is in part a part of that
1: yeah i mean in many ways it seems like it really uh like forced her to continually be that person Mm. and i wonder i would love to like see what Zoe Saldana thought about like working on that movie and working with Britney considering Zoe Saldana is like a damn big star now. Oh yeah. I mean, se- several MCU movies under her belt, multiple Star Trek movies under her belt. Um she's like she's a she's a legit movie star. Um and did anybody else from this movie like ever like reach any zoe saldana like heights in terms of acting or is is she the like is she the like the standout like in terms of like looking back from 2019
0: well i mean there's also okay so <laughs> well terry manning's not exactly quite that same but she was Pennsylvania again the meth head in or just the new black dan Aykroyd is dan Just justin long yeah, and is and justin, justin long
1: is is a, is a star and not necessarily like in the way of like i've been in the mcu but mm-hmm. he has done a billion projects yeah that dude has been in everything it seems like
0: yeah he's i think it's because he's he's got a good face like he just is like a like a good i don't know i just he he just seems friendly well i'm always happy to see him
1: Yeah, and from what I've heard, he's insanely down to do do anything, Mm -hmm. like anything, and like just look at the stuff he's done in Kevin Smith movies alone, like his role in Zack and Miri is the, like, he said, he said that that's the one people talk to him most, like I read, I heard that the other day, he's like, people come up to me and talk about the Zack and Miri thing more than anything, any of my other, not dodgeball and, like, not even Tusk, for God's sake, where he's a man walrus, it's Zach and Mary. Mm-hmm. Or, like, look at him in, I mean, yoga hosers, even though we like to not think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he was, like, a really funny yoga instructor. And, like, he'll just take on any character. He's actually, like, he's, like, maybe a Dustin Hoffman-esque uh, character actor of our time.
0: That's kind <laughs> of fun to creepy. think about. Yeah. I, I like yeah. him a lot. I'm always happy to see him. Oh, also, Kim Cattrall is Brittany's mom in this movie. Really? Yeah. So okay. that that's another heavy hitter. And Bowling for Soup makes an appearance as a grad that a graduation band.
1: Okay, well that's just as uh, that's a win. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh, the era of tape and CDs. I'm so nostalgic for it, even though the, I guess that, like that that quality did like suck compared to what we have now. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just always looking back with. Uh, with those fucking graduation goggles or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, here from from bad movie brunch, Britney Spears. When you listen to this episode, and I know you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really we're really thinking about you.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope you're doing okay, girl. Also, uh, really Can quick, we... I should tell you the ending of this movie.
1: I, I'm about to ask you how does this how does this fucking film conclude
0: okay so all of them are now in california and their their dreams are all dashed and uh but Br- britney her friends are just all at once believe that she should be the one to be the pop star now like th- there's aside from that one bit of the karaoke thing like there's nothing leading up to it she shows no genuine desire to want to do that but suddenly everybody's pushing her to do this audition. And Dan Aykroyd comes to go get her because she ran away and took a whole bunch of money to go on this crazy road trip, which was morally okay during this era of movies. There's a lot of, like, young people just taking their parents' money to go do stuff, and it's in a positive light because coming of age. So Dan Aykroyd comes to go pick her up and take her and her friends back home to Georgia. And um, uh, Ben, the the convict, is like, no, stay and Britney's like, oh, I can't. I need to. I need to go back. This is what I really got to do. But of course, she ends up. Uh, she looks at her. It looks at Dan Aykroyd and essentially says, "Don't make me do what Mom did." And other, in other words, Dad, don't push me away the way that you did, Mom, which is like really harsh to Dan Aykroyd. Like Britney. He's
1: like, what the fuck did I ever do? Yeah,
0: he's just, he's just like this, this dad who knows about cars and you know, it's yeah. But the end of the movie is
1: Ray Zelensky, the auto parts king.
0: (laughs) So the end of the movie is Brittany in her full regalia. I think what's a contest and she's singing. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. And her friends are singing backup and Dan Aykroyd is, you know, like having an emotional moment and it's man. uh, And the girls all buried the, the, time capsule wish box back at the beach and we're like no more wishes for the future we're gonna focus on the present and friendship so yeah crossroads go team team. they all put
1: their they all put their hand together and sing kumbaya Willoughby be quiet (laughs) sorry I've got a meowing cat over (laughs) over here in Chicago oh Mm -hmm. Willoughby tell him happy memorial day (laughs) now he's not doing it what a dick um well, that sounds like the ending I expected. Do you think that maybe like that was also a clause or like like played a part in the production of this film? was like we got to get a hit single out of this movie, and like maybe that was like more the the angle they went once they attached Britney. I
0: think that they already had like, this single, and then they were like, "Now we got to find some place to put this." And what better way to talk about the? Yeah, it is a good song. What better way to put this coming of age song than in a coming of age movie?
1: Good call. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes total sense. Um, Well, at least we got that. I mm-hmm. mean, like out of out of out of the monstrosity that you've described to me in terms of story, mm-hmm. um, at the very least we got a very good single, and that's probably what they thought because I can't imagine it made money.
0: Yeah, man. Was
1: this an MTV film? Was it one of those movies that was like in the nineties, no, two thousands that MTV like helped produce? It was. Like, it Orange was. County yeah. Was
0: one. MTV films. I knew it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, sometimes those were dope, because Varsity Blues is, a, is excellent, and uh, uh, Orange County is excellent. I
0: love Orange County. Um, is that considered... I, I
1: just realized it was on... What's up? I was just
0: going to ask, is that considered a bad movie? Because we could totally cover Orange County. Well,
1: we could get my fiancé on there, and, and uh, then it, we could do it as a bad movie brunch, because I, I showed it to her the other day, and she roasted the shit out of <laughs> me. Um, she does Good. not care for... Let me tell you, she does not care for Mike White. Uh, I think she has like all she has so much built up like vitriol because of uh, the film Brad's status.
0: Oh, dude, like, Brad's status she, was awful.
1: Yeah, well, I I thought it was okay, but <laughs> Taylor Taylor fucking hated it. Uh, like absolutely hated it. Like will like I think if I brought that up, like I could say Taylor, I cheated on you, mm-hmm. and she wouldn't get she wouldn't get as like heated as when talking about Brad's status. <laughs> um. I would never cheat on you baby I love you. <laughs> um but um no I, I and so I I I would love to talk about. It's got a 46 on Rotten Tea. Um but you know it's a, it would certainly generate a conversation and that's what podcasts are for after all. Mm-hmm. Are how do you feel? Do you feel we've ac- we've we've covered crossroads enough cuz I'd love to I'd love to move on to the bonus the bonus features. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Alex.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Um no, I'm just fucking around. Uh, oh, I no, thought you like meant extra like extra
0: credits. credits, like it was time to talk about that. That is
1: what I meant, but then I realized I said bonus features and I was I had to shout out Robert <laughs> and Alex. Shout out. Um Yeah, good job guys. Cool podcast. Mm. Um What are you watching uh, aside from Crossroads via Torrent? Uh
0: yes, indeed. I did get it via Torrent. Uh
1: I'm shaming you. For I know. I know. I don't know why.
0: I was explaining to uh, Erica about that. And I was, she, I was just like, he's too, he has too much integrity to do what we did to get this movie.
1: <laughs> he's not going to do that.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That is so fucked up. It's true. Uh, it's true. But I, it's not an integrity thing. It's like, I don't trust the, uh, I just don't trust the source. I, I well, I, get, I could play the integrity angle, but truthfully, I just don't, like, know enough about technology to figure that out.
0: Yeah, I definitely made uh, her download it. Like, I was like, all right, if we do this, it's just your computer.
1: I'm like, look, it's not on my Roku. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I don't know where to find it. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you watching? Tell me.
0: So, we talked about this briefly via text, but I recently saw Detective Pikachu.
1: Oh my god, it's so dope.
0: It's, It's so delightfully dumb. I had the best time and just Ryan Reynolds I just love him so much. It it really if I wasn't already won over, I'm now completely one over
1: on Ryan Reynolds. On
0: Ryan Reynolds, yeah.
1: That took a long time, Katie.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I I I've, been... I've liked him, but like I it's just like if there if you were ever sitting on sitting on Ryan Reynolds or sleeping on Ryan Reynolds,
1: okay. th- I understand. This
0: he, he's so good in it and I mean he's good as Deadpool as well like, like he I think he really really excels at Deadpool but there's something so funny to me about Ryan Reynolds voice coming out of a Pikachu that just
1: oh yeah. made
0: my movie going experience and the the acting that he has to do as like this kind of animated character that is just it, it's it brings me a lot of joy
1: well, it's really funny to think that, like, how how venomous how venomous uh, we were uh, talking about the talking Pikachu in mm-hmm. our like second or third episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we and, we were and not we went, about but it. Then, like we, no, but when we watch a full feature and like, I guess it all it had to be was Ryan Reynolds for us to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And like, what I really want is to go back to that scene from Pokemon the movie I choose you <laughs> and have somebody dub Ryan Reynolds into that. Oh, movie. that'd be so uh, good. That scene. If they haven't done it yet, I would love that shit.
0: Also, if if the listener hasn't seen Detective Pikachu, there's a twist in it that I thought was too stupid to happen, but they went with it, and I'm so glad they did it. I'm so glad.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with the twist. I the thing I the thing I I think I admire most about Detective Pikachu, and I thought this from the trailer, and and more so after uh, getting to check it out, is. It's not the it's not the Pokemon movie. Like if I were in charge, it's not the one I would have started with in terms of live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have gone to, to the anime or to the to the to the manga manga, uh, or I would have like gone to like just like straight up make a red version or blue version game and make it like a trilogy or mm-hmm. something like I would have gone straight for that like red story. Yeah. Um, and what they just dis- or Ash or whatever. But what they did was actually like way smarter. Uh, to, in terms of, like, an introduction, because, no, you're not going to start out with the deep cuts, like, the deep cuts, like, story of, like, that people don't even, maybe, maybe even understand, like, people know Ash, probably, but they don't know, like, the, like, Red, and, like, that whole, like, idea, Mm -hmm. um, they did, they did, they went for the high concept play and it worked. It worked so well because you brought only not even not, you brought in us. We were guaranteed, they knew that we were coming no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's like guarantee that money of the people that like Pokemon and grew up with it. But then you bring in everyday Joe Schmo just because the movie seems funny and it has Ryan Reynolds in it, and why not? Um, and it ended up paying off in spades. Like they had a really big weekend, yeah, uh, opening weekend, and, and it's continuing to, to rake in dough. Um, and I love and how Ryan Reynolds has embraced
0: it. it on social media. Like, he, he did oh, yeah. all these, like, really silly videos of him being like, this is how I get method to become Pikachu and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, and it, the thing it also did in the movie for us was, like, it took care of the fan. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it had fan service. It's like the, the Mewtwo in the film, like, spoilers, mm-hmm. uh, is a, acknowledged early on, like, uh, canonically as the one from uh, – Pokemon the first movie from from the Kanto region yeah, which like it is. off the bat like yeah. it means not it means nothing but uh but just like dialogue to the to the average moviegoer but for people like us we're like you know moaning we're like fuck yes like that felt so good <laughs> that line alone I'm like I got this you got me this movie rips but then like to, to have a very likable Justice Smith in the lead. Like, that kid's really starting to... I, like, I saw him in Jurassic World, too, and I didn't like the movie, so I was like, whatever. But he really crushed mm. uh, in this. But also to have, like, comedic beats like the Mr. Mime scene, which, again, I won't... I'll try not to spoil it, but it's just a really fucking funny scene. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, it, it consistently, like, like, paid off for me, and I thought it did a good job of being the PG movie that a kid would love, but also being, like, grown up enough that you know, 20 to 30-year-olds are actually going to have a good time, too.
0: Mm, for sure. What have you seen? Which is rare.
1: Uh, I saw that. Uh, I saw Endgame, which was, you know, the the best thing that's happened to me in years, uh, aside from uh, getting engaged.
0: Um. <laughs> you know, just that.
1: <laughs> yeah. and No, uh, I, I, I made a joke on social media, and my family got mad because I was like, I was like, oh my god, I posted the, the link of, uh, of Robert Pattinson being cast as Batman, and I was like, and here I thought getting engaged would be the best thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> and, it's like, no. and people are like, Luke, that's me. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. They're like, we don't know that?
0: It's, it's actually, like, okay, it's, I, it's funny when that came out after us watching Cosmopolis, because I became completely convinced he could do it after watching Cosmopolis.
1: I know. And also, like, the only people that are mad... Don't watch Robert Pattinson movies. Mm. Just I, I. There's no way. Like if you watch any one of his movies that isn't Twilight, if that's all you're pointing to, and even honestly, even Twilight works. So chill out. But like, who is who is Edward Cullen if not for Bruce Wayne? Like, (laughs) is he not Batman in Twilight? Like, think about it. He is a kind of
0: Batman. um, Yeah, he is
1: exactly. That's why another fitting thing I liked. Uh, But that dude can act. Um, and that is all to say, game was very good. Um, <laughs> uh, Detective Pikachu was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing Book Smart tonight.
0: Oh, um, nice. Really I hear it's really excited. good.
1: It's getting tons of buzz. It just has, like, I haven't even watched a trailer. I just had the poster at work, and the aesthetic of, of uh, what I'm seeing about it on social media looks like it's way up my alley. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I keep seeing posters around the city too, and I'm like, that just seems like. Not your normal like poster you see around. This looks like a movie that uh, is going to be interesting and have like an indie feel, even though it's getting lots of advert advertisement. And
0: uh, I've heard that it's budget. like um like super bad, but for girls, which I I enjoy that as That's a description, because we've definitely wonderful. Yeah, we we love super bad here on Bad Movie Brunch, I, like unironically. adore
1: super bad, yeah. No, yeah, not even not at all. And also, like I really really liked Beanie Feldstein and and Lady Bird. Mm. Oh yeah, she was uh, fantastic. So I'm excited to. Excited to see like what she does next with her career, and um, I'll have to, I'll report back. I'll let you know what I thought about it. Nice. Um, but more so than anything else, I I got the DC Universe app, uh, and I'm just watching everything now. So I, 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 I ran through Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on Batman the Animated Series, which I mentioned before. But I'm also uh, I'm also doing. Uh, I was doing Justice League. Now I'm doing Justice League Unlimited. It's unbelievable uh they're also about to do a swamp thing show that i'm gonna watch because i actually haven't even i haven't read like alan moore's swamp thing i've never read any swamp thing comics so i'm excited to kind of see if i like the show and then read some books Mm -hmm. i've also just been reading every important green arrow arc that's ever happened recently yeah uh like i've read hard traveling heroes with green arrow and green lantern uh which is like pivotal in like the sixties and talking about like just fighting for social justice here in America. And yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Mm. Um, Kevin Smith's green, arrow, uh, green arrow quiver. I just read that. Um, I just read green arrow year one and that shit was good as hell. Nice. Uh, and I just ordered green arrow, the longbow hunters on Amazon. It was like 10 bucks. And so um, you're all green arrow I report back on, I'm reading so much green arrow right now and I got to tell you, it feels great. Good. Also playing good, Injustice Two constantly and using Green Arrow on Injustice Two, so I'm very green right now. Hell yeah! And that's really about it. I I went to the beach today. It was nice. the The water was very cold, but mm-hmm. I kept running in it because it was it was making people laugh, and I I went for the joke. <laughs> that sounds um,
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, feel good. Life's great. How about you?
0: Life's <laughs> pretty swell. Uh, I. Um... I'm. I think it's finally time for me to see Endgame. I'm ready. I'm prepared.
1: You. Oh wait. You still haven't seen it.
0: I still haven't seen it. But I also was like, where's it gonna go? Like I, I. I. In part because I was like, it's. It's not like it's gonna just leave immediately. But I think tonight I'm gonna go see it. It's time.
1: My God, dude. Like I'm so happy I didn't spoil shit. Endgame is gonna change your life.
0: <laughs> Good.
1: Like. Like mark my words. You're gonna be shocked.
0: Good. Like, I want to be oh shocked. Oh my
1: God. I'm so excited. I wish I could be you and see it for the first time again. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, please tell me what you think. Yeah. I'll
0: report back. And I'll,
1: re- I'll report back with book smart, which can't possibly compare to end game, but I'll let you know. Okay,
0: cool. righty. Well, on that note, do you want to wrap up?
1: Yeah, let's wrap it up. I've, yay. For another episode of bad movie brunch, we're back. We're brunching mm-hmm. and we're here for you. <laughs> I've been Luke Taylor.
0: I've been Katie Grotzinger.
1: Have a good one, folks.
0: Bye!